How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, or shall I say tonight, or shall I say this morning, we are back reacting to the Bears' 24-10 Week 7 loss against the Los Angeles Rams. A complete meltdown on Monday Night Football, but we are always here. Win or lose, this team is still 5-2, and two, and we're going to break down the game for you. I'm your host, Chris Malpe, and today to break down this pitiful loss, I am joined with both of my co-hosts, Mark Shaw and Jalen McClinton. Guys, uh, how's it going? Uh, it was, it's disappointing to see the team lose like that, especially on primetime. Did not expect that to happen, but you know, here we are. And it sounds like you're beating a drum in the background, so I don't blame you, Parth, but uh, Jalen, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's a lot of stuff that I'm going uh, to definitely get off my chest, um, you know, after watching this game, you know. this It was multiple times where I felt like we could have easily been able to stick in the game, not even just in, in, in the third quarter, first quarter, second quarter, stuff like that. But, you know, we, we'll get on and we'll get into it. 100%, I got to agree with you there. Two failed red zone tries for the Bears in the second half. But let's take a look at the stat sheet before we get into our initial reactions. Nick Foles, 28 for 40, 261 yards. Two interceptions, was sacked four times, four loss of 31 yards, and had a quarterback rating of 66.8. On the ground, the Bears, it was what we've seen the last three weeks. They weren't really able to get it going. David Montgomery, 14 carries for 48 yards, 3.4 yards per carry. Cordero Patterson, three carries for one yard also was stopped on a fourth and one in Bears territory. Taking a look at the receiving for the Bears, Allen Robinson led the way, four receptions for 70 yards, a pretty good game for him with 17.5 yards per catch. Cole Komet also probably making one of the plays of the game on a 37-yard catch. He had two catches for 45 yards. Darnell Mooney uh, missed a couple times deep, but still had three catches for 40 yards, 13.3 yards per catch. On defense, Eddie Jackson finally gets in for the lone Bears touchdown of the day. He also had nine tackles and obviously the scoop and score. Roquan Smith, eight tackles uh, and a tackle for a loss. Barcavius Mingo with five and two tackles for a loss. Khalil Mack with a strip sack and four tackles. Taking a look at the Rams, Jared Goff had his best game versus the Bears in the last three years, 22 for 33, 219 yards, two touchdowns, only sacked once with a passer rating of 108. Daryl Henderson led the way, rushing 15 rushes for 64 yards. Uh, Brown also did get in for a touchdown. He had 57 rushing yards as well. Receiving for the Rams, Reynolds, I believe Josh Reynolds. Uh, I'm not too keen on the names. I wasn't focusing once the game went downhill as much as I should have been, but he had four catches for 52 yards and a score. Gerald Everett also four receptions for 28 yards and a score. Leonard Floyd, two sacks on the day. That's really the only stat that matters uh, in regards to the Rams' defense. That definitely stung there a little bit, but obviously we've got a lot to talk about in this one. We also unfortunately, and how tough it's going to be, have to flip right to our New Orleans Saints coverage tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it's going to be a tough week, but hopefully we can get through it. Jalen, I'm going to pass it to you first. What were your initial reactions to this one? This offense continues to prove to me that we need to make some changes on the offensive line. Uh, we lost Cody White here in the third quarter. Um my voice is cracking. Uh, we lost third, Cody White here in the third quarter, and we put in an undrafted rookie last year from Notre Dame and Sam, Sam Mustafer or something like that, and we ran a screen, and it instantly gets blown up. This offensive line is terrible. Um, 
you know, it, that's been proven. You know, the quarterback play is still iffy. You know, Nick Foles was supposed to come in here and be a deep threat or not a deep threat, but a person that was able to stretch the ball down the field. We saw Mooney, who was open multiple times. He was beating an all-pro corner and Jalen Ramsey on doubles. He was doing it consistently. You know, it wasn't just a play here and there. He was doing it consistently. He was always open, and Nick Foles just couldn't get him the ball. Um, the running game still looks still looks still looks atrocious. It's not David Montgomery not being able to find holes. It's just the offensive line isn't giving him any holes. When uh, when David Montgomery has a hole, he's he's able to break tackles and and shoot right up the gap. He's not the fastest running back, but but his ability to break tackles is is unmatched. Um, the wide receivers, um, I guess they played well when when they had the opportunity to get the ball. Uh, Allen Robinson had seven, 70 yards. You know, like I said before, Darnell Mooney. Had 40 yards. Oh, he should have had way more than that. He should have had a couple touchdowns as well. Uh, we saw Cole Komet get involved into the offense, kind of for for the first two plays. Uh, he made a huge catch. Uh, it, uh, it was like a 38 yarder. He completely lost his defender and ran for uh, two or three more yards. And then we seen him get a, a little. I guess it was like a out route. And then basically after that, I didn't see him. I don't know why Nagy keeps putting in Demetrius Harris. I don't know why what he sees in Demetrius Harris. He's dropped multiple balls this season. Um, I guess he's a good blocker, yes, but when it comes to receiving, when it comes to receiving the ball, Demetrius Harris is not good at that. We drafted Kokoman in the second round. He needs to be on the field. Um, Titans really don't produce like that in their first season, but we've seen Kokoman flashes uh, back-to-back games where he's got a, uh, an amazing touchdown in this game where he basically lost the dude for 40 yards, something that we haven't really uh, haven't really seen at all f- from from our Titans in the last couple of seasons. So we need to get Kokoman more touches. You know, he should completely take all the receiving snaps that uh, Demetrius Harris gets. Um, the defense the defense played like the defense, you know, they did give up 24 points, but that's when the when the offense was turning over the ball. You know, the defenses are all veterans. Most of them are, are uh, vets that's been in the league a long time. The only young guy is really um, Jalen Johnson, who uh, who played well with, um, except for like one bad pass interference call. But when when they're constantly on the field because the defense keep, I mean, because the offense keep going three and out, they're going to get tired. So, um, they created our only touchdown of the game, Eddie. Uh, like you said earlier, Eddie Jackson finally got his touchdown. It was still a flag, but uh, thank God it wasn't on us this time. It was on the Rams. So uh, you know the our the, our only touchdown of the game shouldn't have came for the defense. We was in the run zone two times, um, and one was a bad interception by Foles. I don't know why he tried to throw that. And then the second time, he forced it to Anthony Miller, which got bad when Allen Robinson was wide open right behind him, and then he got sacked on the fourth down. So. We had multiple times to score points in the red zone. We just couldn't do it. We couldn't execute, and we need to we need to do better. Matt Nag- Nagy's play calling has to get better. I don't know why you're trying to pitch the ball to Cordell Patterson on a fourth and one call when you know this offensive line is, isn't good. We have to get better. Um, we're still five and two, so I'm not really that upset. You know, I, I hate losing, especially in the way the way we've lost so far in the season. But it's still a long season ahead of us, and uh, all all we it can't get much worse from here. Yeah, that loss definitely hurt more, personally speaking, uh, than when we lost to the Indianapolis Colts. Very similar games, though. I mean, Jalen, you hit it on the head. The offense couldn't do anything. The offensive line, oh me, oh my. I mean, I, I, I was saying it uh, on Twitter. We have to sign Quentin Spain tomorrow. I don't know why Matt Nagy believes in this offensive line. And Cody Whitehair going down is catastrophic. This game continued to barrel roll into something worse than it needed to be. And say what you want about the Bears' defense. I mean, Tashawn Gibson probably should have had an interception that could have led the points at the end of the first half. But I, I don't think they were all that bad. I mean, pu- letting them score 24 points 
isn't incredible considering how we've done against the Rams in the past. But when you have such a putrid, horrible offense, uh, I mean, what do you expect? The, the defense is going to get gassed, and they did. Uh, yeah, it was tough to watch, Jalen. I agree with you. Matt Nagy, oof, that play calling was was not great. And I, I mean, I, I've never been one to say it in the past, but maybe you look at giving it up because – it got too cute at sometimes. He wasn't being aggressive when he needed to be. Continued to run the ball in some really, really weird instances. And Nick Foles wasn't great either. Uh, he had a good first half. I think he only threw three incomplete passes in the first half. But in that second half, he came out. He had to try and force it. He tried to force it. He missed a couple of throws that he probably should have hit. Uh, most notably, uh, one that would have been a 99-yard touchdown guaranteed for Darnell Mooney where the pass rush got in there really quickly. Uh, you know, the offensive line is just horrible. That That's my initial reaction. Uh, the Bears have some work to do, and only Bears fans can make uh, in a 5-2 and two start feel like it's 0-7, but that was just horrible to watch. I, I said it when we opened up this podcast. It was a Monday night meltdown. The Bears have to turn back quickly as they've got the New Orleans Saints this weekend. Uh, another tough one for sure coming on Sunday. Uh, in another big game that's going to test what the Bears can do, how can they bounce back from adversity. But oh me, oh my, this game is entirely on the offense, the offensive line, Nick Foles, Matt Nagy. It has to be better. That's all I've got to say. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it to you now. Uh, what were your initial reactions to this one? Oh, man, it's all it's been all negative from you guys, I feel like, so far. I'm a, uh, let's talk about something positive. You know, Khalil Mack had a forced fumble, so shout out to Mack for that. And then uh, Robert Quinn with also another, thing forced fumble as well. So a bit good game for him. I tweeted out saying he'd have a great game. So a g- good game for those two edge rushers for sure. On the other hand, uh, Akeem Hicks did not have a good game at all. He was making a lot of brain-dead penalties, a lot of brain-dead plays. I, d- I just didn't think he was in his game. Uh, I don't know what was going on. I think he was upset with the way the offense was playing and how the defense basically had to carry the load for most of the game. And uh, it showed on the field. Uh, they aren't happy on the defensive side of the football. When the defense scores seven of your 10 points, something's going wrong on the offensive side of the ball, uh, whether that's Matt Nagy, the offensive line, Nick Foles. We've put the blame all blame around all the the whole entire offense this whole entire year, even last year. It's been a reoccurring thing. It's just every week in and out. Now we just keep blaming the offense, but and we still don't see a change. I think Matt Nagy needs to give up his play-calling duties ASAP. Uh, it's time. Uh, I think the offense needs to get better, and it starts by giving Bill Lazers the chance to call plays. And uh, Nick Foles needs to play better, um, in the red zone especially. We couldn't get anything going in the red zone. He couldn't hit the deep balls. That, that was one reason why we took Trubisky out was because Foles can supposedly hit those deep balls, and today we saw him not being able to hit them. Whether you blame him for those or the offensive line, something's got to change. Um, the Bears were too ignorant enough, ignorant enough to even talk to Quentin Spain yet, which has to change. Uh, we see you know, guys like Leno, Effetti, and Whitehair went down in this game, and we saw Daniels go down last week. Uh, this offensive line is injury-riddled, and they're not good, so that's not a good sign at all. And we haven't been able to run the ball at all either. You know, David Montgomery, uh, 14 carries for 48 yards. This is, I think, three straight games with under or four straight games under 50 yards for him. Uh, when is that going to change? Uh, if, if you want to win a game in the league, uh, you gotta you got to be able to run the ball. If you see all these good teams these days, they're able to run the ball, and we just haven't been able to. Yeah, uh, and you have to wonder if the pass game and the run game will be improved. I mean, I feel like if you put any quarterback under center in that instance, they're going to fail. Same goes with any running back, but you have to wonder if the Bears are going to be aggressive at the trade deadline. Obviously, coming up here on November 3rd, 
should be very interesting to see if they make any moves. Also, the offensive line, depending on what what ends up happening with Whitehair, you could tell that they missed James Daniels tonight. Um, Rashad Coward was getting beat a lot. Aaron Donald didn't have a huge day, essentially, but guys like Leonard Floyd did. So let's get into our offensive and defensive MVPs of this game. It's it's hard uh, to give out some awards for this one, but we're going to start with the defensive side this time. I feel like it's only appropriate after that porous of an offensive game. I'm going to go first. My defensive MVP of the game, probably going to be different from what you hear with Parth and Jalen, but I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson. Uh, he had 35 coverage snaps in this game, was only targeted three times. He did allow one catch, had one penalty as well, but uh, forced one in completion, uh, almost had his first interception on that play too. The ball hit him right in the hands, but it was good for him not to get a penalty on that play. Um, I talked about all week about how he needed to bounce back big in this one, and I, I was hoping he would after a tough Week 6 matchup with DJ Moore where he didn't have the greatest game, and I think Jalen Johnson did a great job with that. Uh, the second-round pick uh, definitely stepped up in this one, and i got to give him kudos for it because obviously you're probably going to hear Parth and Jalen uh, say something among the lines of Eddie Jackson, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, but I'm going to give kudos to Jalen Johnson and give him credit where it's due. Uh, this, this defense is, is legit. I still believe it. I'll believe it until the day I die. Um, but the, the offense has to get it clicking. The defense wasn't essentially great tonight. They got gashed on the ground. I think D tackle somewhere else you could look to improve at, but Jalen Johnson was a bright spot in what was a very down game. Uh, so Parth, I'm going to pass it back to you now. Who would you give your defensive MVP of the game to? I'm going to go to Eddie Jackson. He had eight solo tackles, and then he had that touchdown, the only touchdown of the game. Uh, you know, he finally got that touchdown that we've been waiting for, you know, that turnover that we've been waiting for. Eddie Jackson's still a top-five safety in this league, and I still will stand by that to this day. And I think he's only going to get better as the season goes on. And today was a good good motivation, I guess, good motivation for him, even though we saw him uh, hold his knee for a little bit, which was a non-contact injury, which scared it was him. Good. It was good to see him come back in and score a touchdown. It's been a minute, yeah. Yeah. All right, Jalen, uh, who is your defensive MVP in this one? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Eddie Jackson here. I could I can't, I can't, give it to Khalil Mack due to him having a, a first formula in a sack, but I'm going to give it to Eddie just because he was the only person that scored a touchdown on this whole team, and he plays safety for our defense. So I'm going to go Eddie here. It felt good for, to him. Finally, it felt good for him to finally get a touchdown that he's been deserved. Uh, he was supposed to have one last week, and he was supposed to get one against the Giants, but both of those were stupid pass interference calls in my opinion. So uh, thank God he was finally be able to get one now. Um, I, I know he felt – uh, he got a little nervous when he when he saw that yellow flag because of, of what happened to him the last uh, two times that he's got a pick six or uh, a touchdown. So I'm going to give it to Eddie here, but uh, definitely Khalil played well, and, and so did Roquan. He was flying over the field. Yeah, uh, time to head on to offensive MVPs. There's not really a right or wrong choice here, and it's pretty tough to make a choice. I mean, I would just forego giving out these awards, but screw it. We'll go with it. I'm going to go Allen Robinson, uh, four receptions for 70 yards for him. Nick Foles looked his way uh, only four times in the game. He's only registered four targets on ESPN, and he caught all of them. So kudos to Allen Robinson. He's all reliable. He's always there, and he 100% has to get paid. So Allen Robinson, it's a it's a pretty easy pick for me. It's, it's hard to pick anyone uh, in, in these sorts of situations, and no one really stood out amongst the rest. Obviously, only three points on offense, and I don't want to give it to Cairo Santos again like I did last week. So, Jalen, I'm going to pass it back around to you now. Uh, uh, arena Greel here, arena agreement here. Uh, do you also give it to Allen Robinson? Um, 
Actually, no. I, 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 Allen Robinson did have a good game. He got taken out the game for no reason because uh, they they claimed it was a head to head hit that wasn't flagged. So if it was a head to head hit that the refs thought was uh you know like head to head contact, why one why wasn't there why wasn't there any flag? Two, I didn't see any head to head contact in my opinion. But if you thought that, throw the flag. The refs were terrible this game, but I don't like to blame the game on refs. But uh, other than that, um, I, I'm giving it to Darnell Mooney. He only had four yards on three receptions. Uh, and uh, on seven targets, but uh, if if we were able to connect on, with him on two of those, or actually three, because he, he he could have had the longest touchdown of the season. Exactly. Um, the one he like, I'm saying like Jalen Ramsey got a pick today, and you know he it might not look like when when it comes to cover stats and uh, completion percentage that he had a good that he had a good game, but he didn't. He got cooked by by Darnell Mooney multiple times. Uh Javon Williams cooked him on the, on on our last offensive play that uh, he was actually wide open on and Nick Foles threw the ball out of bounds. I don't I don't know what was wrong with Nick Foles today. So I'm gonna give it to Darnell Mooney just because if we were able to complete those passes, he would have easily had over hundred yards and maybe even one or two touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. I got to go ahead uh, and agree with you. That's actually a pretty good pick. ESPN's Lewis Riddick came out earlier this week. Obviously, Riddick was the one who was commentating this game and said that Mooney is a young Deshaun Jackson. He has that explosiveness. He has that speed, that 4-3 speed that can split a defense apart. We saw him do it tonight in multiple instances. Uh, Not the greatest game for Jalen Ramsey. I got to go ahead and agree with you. Uh, You know, Darnell Mooney able to create a ton of separation in the secondary, I think he's going to be such an incredible threat for the Bears moving forward. But we have to get him the ball. As you mentioned, he probably should have had around 100 more receiving yards and a touchdown. And who knows how this game spells out if uh, if Foles does put that ball on the money. So good pick by you, Jalen. Parth, I'm going to pass it back to you now. Who are you going to give your offensive MVP to in this one? I'm going to give it to Cole Komet. Uh, he had that incredible catch. I, I think it was in the first quarter. I thought like the Bears had some life on the offense early, but uh, as we saw in the game, there was no life. But yeah, he's he's been showing some incredible things. Hopefully, Demetrius Harris stops getting these unnecessary snaps because Cole Komet should be, you know, tight end two officially. I think he needs to be in the game at all times. He's proven to be a great pass catcher and a great pass. I mean, pass blocker. So at this point, I don't understand why we don't see more Cole Komet. Yeah, and before we close this one out, it's already a late night, but we've got one more thing to run over, and it's probably going to take a while. We're going to talk about what needs to improve in a short week heading against the New Orleans Saints. It seems like the Saints probably will be without their top two wide receivers when facing the Bears. It's going to be an opportunity to win uh, a, a very big game. It seems like they're going to be without Michael Thomas, who's been dealing with some off-the-field issues, an ankle issue, now I believe a groin or a hamstring, also Emmanuel Sanders on the COVID-19 list. We saw the Panthers, who the Bears beat in Week 6. They had a close game, only lost by three points uh, to to the Saints last week. So it is a winnable game, as crazy as that sounds, if the Bears can get it back on track on offense. So I'm going to start off by saying I think a couple things need to improve. I don't expect Matt Nagy to give up play-calling duties. That doesn't seem like him. He's been questioned about it in the past. I don't think it'll happen. But he has to use the tight ends better by all means. Uh, number one, you have to get Cole Komet in there for Demetrius Harris. Part just noted on that. Demetrius Harris has been terrible. I wouldn't mind seeing him get cut if I'm being completely honest with you guys. Uh, yeah, Demetrius Harris has not been able to do much of anything whatsoever. Also, you have to put Jimmy Graham in when you're in the red zone. The Bears were in the red zone on that play that Nick Foles threw the interception on. It was kind of a ball that was a little bit batted up and I believe intercepted by Taylor Rapp. You have to have Jimmy Graham in the game there. 
I believe he's tied for first in the league in, in tight end red zone targets. Also fourth, uh, or uh, also four touchdowns for him on the season, uh, which is second in tight ends behind, I believe, only George Kittle. You have to use the tight ends better 100,000% of the time, Matt Nagy. Also, I you know this isn't really a, a way to improve or anything, but you have to sign an offensive lineman this week or hopefully trade for someone. I think the Bears have to be buyers at the trade deadline. And aggressive teams and teams that are looking to compete like the Bears are trying to do, they're still 5-2. and two. Uh, the, the Bears are going to have to go out there and hopefully get someone. We realized tonight that this offensive line was not competent whatsoever. Missing James Daniels was bad. Missing Cody Whitehair there in the third and fourth quarters was even worse. So I, th- I think the Bears have to go out there and get someone or, or do something. I, I really can't even hit it on the head right now. You can blame Foles all you want. You can blame Nagy all you want. But you also have to blame the offensive line in some instances. They were giving Foles no time at all. They were not helping David Montgomery uh, whatsoever. So the offensive line needs to be better. And I think the only way to do that is to add someone through free agency or through a trade. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it back to you now. What needs to improve before another, what seems to be right now, daunting matchup in Week 8 with the New Orleans Saints? Uh, Well, first of all, the offensive line has to improve. Uh, Nick Foles, I mean, you can blame him or the line, but he needs more time uh, regardless of who's back there at quarterback. Even if you put Mitch in the game, I don't think he can do much better with this offensive line. We saw that in the first couple weeks. But the blame needs to be put on Foles as well. You know, there's times where he needs to just throw the ball away. Uh, We saw that on the Ramsey play. I don't know what he was thinking there. He tried to force a ball, which shouldn't have been forced. And same same thing in the red zone. You cannot force a ball in the red zone. It was a really costly mistake. I think that's what basically ended the game, in my opinion. At that point, after that, I lost almost all hope of coming back. Um, you can't do that. Uh, you're a veteran quarterback. You're there to make better decisions. And he, he, he just it's just inexcusable. Um, same with the running game. we got to get the run game going. I don't know how this is going to happen. Um, we've seen it for almost four to five weeks. We haven't been able to get the run game going. Matt Nagy's offense has been exposed, I'd say. Um, it's going to be tough to uh, get this thing around. Uh, hopefully we can get it around because this team has a lot of potential, especially with this defense, but the offense needs to step it up. And ironically enough, Matt Nagy just came out in his postgame presser and said, Cole Komet is about to get more playing time in this offense, so it looks like at least one of my wishes for what the Bears are going to improve upon will come true moving forward. Cole Komet definitely deserves more play, but... Parth, you're right. We're not going to be able to beat the Saints if we have no offense going. The offensive line needs to be better, uh, and overall the unit needs to be more consistent because it seems like 40 games into the Matt Nagy tenure, we have no offensive identity. So, Jalen, I'm going to pass it to you before we close this one off, and I'm sure you're going to take up a lot of time here, but what do the Bears need to improve upon if they want to give themselves a fighting chance, much less a chance to win, but a chance to be close in a game next week against the New Orleans Saints? Uh, we got to do a lot of stuff. <clears throat> uh, nothing, nothing really on the defensive side of the ball except uh, t- tackle better. Uh, you know, it's like games where we we forget how to tackle. We did that against the Falcons and Lions, but we end up winning those games. So it might not be looked at like that. But this game, we were not not be able to tackle at all. Uh, you saw Joe Everett get wide, not wide on, but uh, he scored a touchdown because Tayshawn Gibson had a probably a very easy tackle and he just missed him. Uh, running game, we were missing a lot of tackles on Dor- Doriel Henderson. He was just bouncing off of uh, bounces off our, our, our defensive linemen and linebackers. Um, that's just on the defensive side of the ball, so not that not huge. You know, just continue to play our what we what we do. You know, 
uh, stop the pass. It's something we've been get very good at and get off the field on, on third downs and stuff like that and, and uh, also create turnovers because that, that's obviously going to help our offense uh, when we're not be able to move the ball down the field. Now, for our offense, uh, we have to block. Um, I think that's, that's very obvious, something we can't do. Uh, run block, something obvious that we can't do at all. Play calling has to be better. Um, I love Nagy as our head coach. You know, I will never say fire Nagy as our head coach because he's one of the best head coaches we had since probably Lovey, and that was early Lovey. Like, uh, you know, we fired him what, in 20, 2012, and that was after a 10-6 season. So he's probably our best head coach we had since Lovey. Um, and, you know, it, his record alone is not going to get him fired anytime soon. But I definitely feel like he, sh- he, should give, he should give up the play calling. You know, the play calling hasn't been very good the last two years. Um, you know, people say the, uh, the play calling was only good in, in his first season because it was, um, you know, gadgety. People didn't know what to expect. They have t- 32 games of, of your offense in the second year, and it's it's terrible. Uh, the play calling has to get better if we want to win games. We're 5-2. and two. Um, You know, it's not like we're out the playoff contention at all. You know, we fell from the, the number one seed to the seventh seed due to us losing our division now. So uh, this Saints game is going to be huge. Uh, if we want to stay in the playoff contention, it, we seen, we have to beat the Saints. If we lose that game, we will, we fall out of the uh, we follow playoff, playoff contention in general. We have to sign a, a, a offensive guard. It has to happen. Maybe even sign two. Who knows? Sign Quinn Spain or trade for Kevin Zeidler. We have to trade for somebody. You know, the, the uh, trade deadline is next Tuesday, if if I'm correct. So uh, it's plenty of time for for Pace to pick up the phone and make some calls or just pick up somebody who, who got released last week and, and Quinn Spain, who who's been a very solid guard in this league. Uh, what else? Like I said before, you're just rambling on, man. Yeah, this, at this point, man, I I was screaming. I was trying to, you know. Uh, keep my composure, but watching this game from start to finish, it was bad for me. I, I was just wearing my little Mac jersey. I took it off because I thought it was bad luck, and we scored a touchdown. So I'm not wearing that next uh, next week against the Saints. Uh, uh, like I said before, get Demetrius Harris off the field on passing downs. When we're blocking, cool. He's a good blocker. You know, he showed that, but he can't catch a ball. Put Cole Komet in. We drafted him in the second round for a reason. He's he's our tight end of the future so far. He showed that. Yeah, he has the ability to to catch the ball, something Demetrius Harris can't do, and make contested catches. So, uh, get him on the field. Nagy said he's gonna do it, but we we hear Nagy say a lot of stuff that he's gonna do and he doesn't do it. So, um, hopefully he he sticks to his word and does and does that. Um, at this point, we have to bring up a second running back. I'm, I, I love Cordero Patterson. He's a good player. He's a he's a good special teams player, and he he's a, he has good morale for us. But um, I'm tired of him seeing as as our second running back. Uh, Tariq Cohen, losing Tariq Cohen was big for us. That was big in our running game, passing game, and our punt returning game because Tegan sucks at that too. Sign a punt returner. I'm tired of seeing Tegan just let the, the ball bounce inside the ten yard line. That's one of the reasons why we lost. We had terrible field position because of him. Uh, quarterback play has to get better. Um, I'm I'm not calling for for Mitchell Trubisky's head or not not his head. I'm I'm not calling for Nick Foles' head and, and to put Mitchell Trubisky in. But if I continue to see Nick Foles play like this, I'm going to call for Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, at least we were moving the ball at a certain extent. We can we can use Mitch legs, and that's something Nick Foles doesn't have. I'm tired of seeing him throw ball throw turnovers in the red zone as well. We barely get to the red zone, and when we do, he throw, he throw, turns the ball right over. So uh, stop doing that, and uh, bear down. <laughs> wow. Ryan Pace does have a week to pick up the phone, and I would expect that he's going to make some moves. And as far as we go, we've got six days now until the Bears face off with the New Orleans Saints. Five days by the time this podcast is posted. But 
We are going to turn around and give you guys the Saints coverage and keep posting for you guys, so be sure to do us a favor. Come back here. We're going to start our Week 8 coverage later today. Uh, You're seeing this on Tuesday morning. Tuesday evening uh, is when we will post to meet the opponent's Saints. If you want more content from us, you can head over to our website, BearDown.com. We're going to start posting Saints content on there as well as soon as possible to get you guys ready, turned right around, hopefully in a more positive mood heading into Week 8. If you would like to find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us on both platforms at Bear Down. We're doing a giveaway that is free to enter on those platforms right now, so be sure to go check those out. And finally, you can find the links to all of our social media fan pages down in the description. Definitely worth checking out as well. Parshaw, Jalen McClinton, we all knew it was going to be a long night. We hoped it was going to end in a win, but it didn't. But the Bears have to turn around very quickly here. They've got another game very soon. Any last words? Ted Ginn's got to get off the team. That's all. Uh, Bro. I mean, there's so many opportunities for him to at least get five or six yards. I didn't think your last words were going to be about Ted Ginn. I mean, honestly, honestly, I could put this loss on Ted Ginn. Uh, There's so many chances. The the field positioning really killed the Bears. Uh, We know this offense struggles a lot. (laughs) And to be almost inside the 10-yard line, every single drive does not help you at all. And I feel like we started every drive at the one yard line. Oh, basically, it was it was horrendous, horrible. I, I I don't even. All know right, all right, all right, all It's twelve ten a.m. here in Indiana. I need some sleep. I have to do homework after this, so let's wrap it up, Jalen. Any <laughs> last words, buddy? Get Ted Ginn off this team. I've been actually. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I basically I don't put it all I was going to say, but yeah, get Ted. Get Ted. I'm I'm pinning. I'm RP headphone users. Get Ted Ginn off this team. I'm done. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Bears fans, it's tough to be positive right now. I'm, I'm finding troubles doing it myself, but this team is still 5-2. and two. They've got to turn around quickly and pick up a much-needed win next week if they want to stay in playoff contention. Once again, it's been a pleasure to be your host. Our Saints coverage will kick off later tonight, so be sure to look out for that. And Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you soon. Peace.